Hey Mavens, before diving into today's episode, I need to make sure that you are all in the know about our Master Mavens membership. This is your support in building the beauty business of your dreams. Our goal when creating the Master Mavens membership was to provide ongoing education, resources, and support in growing your beauty businesses. When you sign up to be a Master Maven, you will get immediate access to an exclusive community of Master Mavens, two monthly self-coaching resources straight to your inbox, two monthly group coaching calls with your Master Beauty Mavens, that's us, exclusive discounts on any Beauty Mavens education or products, and access to our Maven Education Library, which is full of templates, spreadsheets, and more. Plus discounts on one-on-one and two-on-one coaching. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on this. Your Master Maven investment is only $49 a month with no contracts. You can cancel whenever, no questions asked. I want to share with you guys what one of our Mavens posted in our Facebook group this week. I signed up for this class needing to get a hold of my business and me. I have big dreams, but have no idea how to execute them. I actually prepaid for the class for the whole year before the first worksheet. So I jumped in on blind faith. With only two worksheets behind me and only one coaching call, my work world is changing. Sometimes you don't know when, where, or what was said that made that switch, but it has, and I know I will get a lot more of those. You ladies are putting in so much time and work into these, and you are changing lives. Thank you so much for what you are doing. So if you are like Stephanie and ready to see real changes in your business, leading you closer to your dream life, then stop what you're doing, head over to masterbeautymavens.com and sign up for the membership and we will see you in our Facebook group. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Hey Mavens, welcome back to another episode of Beauty Mavens Podcast. We're so excited that you are here today. We have a really special guest. I'm sure the second he starts talking, you'll know exactly who he is. Um, We have Jamie from Lash Base, and we'll just let you introduce yourself, Jamie. Thank you. I was really tempted to put on a completely different accent so that people wouldn't know who it was, but <laughs> then, I remem- then I remembered I would definitely offend someone, and <laughs> I can't do accents. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie from Lash Base. I'm head of marketing. It's family business, and I am coming onto this podcast because I want to talk about the fact that we are attempting to open up and start a lash brand in the US, um, and I need some people to talk to about it. Yeah, we can't wait to hear. We've been watching your stories on Instagram, and you've been how long? How long have you been here so far? So far, we this is we're coming up for about two weeks, uh, but it's more has gone wrong than it has gone right so far. But it looks like um, well, we had like a first big delivery today. It looks like we're going to have a very big delivery tomorrow, and then it's everything's going to. 
start falling into place. But yeah, I've, I had the, pla- had the plan and I said it all along and I really wanted to do it because I think I thought it would be, I, I was always trying to put myself in, in like a, a lash artist or a customer's shoes. Like if you were looking to buy something or do something or feel connected to a company, what is it you would like to see? And I thought no one's showing everything. No one shows like exactly the ups, the downs, because, um, one of the things that, although we are like the one of, if not the biggest in the UK at the moment as a lash brand, the lash industry, compared to a lot of other in like sectors in the beauty industry, is still so small. So it's interesting to show what what does the biggest look like, what happens, what goes on, what goes into it. And I thought I would love to see something like that. So I promised myself when we're starting a business from scratch. From day one, I wanted I wanted to show exactly what happens, and luckily, it so far it seems to have gone down quite well because it feels like I'm just pointing my camera around an empty warehouse, saying that things haven't arrived, but things are starting to happen. So hopefully, some more exciting stuff happens soon. No, I love that idea because I feel like all of us want to see behind the scenes and how things are working. So especially even if there is nothing, like that's the reality of it. Well, again, it's like just just before coming on to do this interview, I've done a quick Instagram short story to show where I am and how I'm recording it because I think there's there's sometimes you can listen to a podcast and think it's like it's really flash and big and, and no one could do it and and how do you do it and all these things and I just wanted to show I'm currently sat in an empty office with a couple of cardboard boxes actually and I've got my headphones in and I'm talking to my phone well (laughs) we are sitting in my living room we have one baby asleep downstairs hopefully and then we have another baby on he's just learning to crawl so he's like over here on a couple blankets playing around I gave him all of his quiet toys but (laughs) we're the same way and we're we're recording just straight from our laptop laptop microphone, and we were actually talking with Jamie about this before we started recording, but, like, for us, we ordered all this equipment. We ordered, like, a soundboard and microphones, and we invested all this stuff, but we invested <laughs> in all these things, and then we were like, we don't know how to use this, and it was such a learning curve, and we were like, you know what, we're just going to use our good old laptop microphone and it's worked fine like people are still listening the content's getting across so yeah we yes and yeah you guys are brilliant it's working I, I just think that's that should hopefully like anyone that's listening to this you don't need everything to get started you'll never have like the perfect setup you'll never have everything you just have to start don't you you just have to get on with it and that's what that's what we we're doing here we're just gonna gonna start and and learn and pivot and adjust and all that as you go along. But, yeah, you definitely don't need to have all the equipment and everything to, to start a podcast. Oh, no, yeah, you can just do it on the voice memos on your iPhone and just throw yeah, it up right. on whatever, um, what are they called? Whatever platform that helps you post it. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, so, well, wait, while you're here in the U.S., is your family here? Because I know you're a dad, I know you're married. Are they here with you? They're, no, not not yet, but they're coming out this weekend. So the way the way that we had to work it because we're out here for six weeks. The, the well, the the first like stint of getting ready was that we're out here for six weeks, 
and then I'm home for two weeks, then I'm back out for six weeks, then I'm home for a few weeks, then I'm back out for most of June because there's the, the whole uh, couple of conferences and the Vegas thing and stuff. So we're back and forth quite a lot. But this first six weeks, um, I've never been longer away from my little boy than I am right now, which which isn't isn't great. But I'm trying to think of things in the like the bigger picture, I'm still FaceTiming him every day, still getting videos and pictures and things. Um, but it's crazy at such a young age how quickly they can change in the space of a week or a week and a half. Like there's something new that happens. But so uh, the, the way that we've done it is we're out here for six weeks. My wife um, and little boy are at home. So they were staying at home for two weeks. Then they're flying out this Saturday. So then they'll be here for three weeks. Then they'll go home for a week or two. I can't remember how it works out. Um, and then I'll be going home. So at, at any time, I'll only be without them, but up maximum of two weeks. Because otherwise, it's a it's a long time to, to be away from your family. That is right. Sounds like a little boy or a little girl's just come in. Yep. <laughs> we both have little boys too. But um, what was I going to say? The Yeah, two weeks is a long time. I'm already – I know we're all going on lash cruise, and I'm already like – dreading the three days away, two and a half days away from my baby. That's my last, going on the lash cruise is my last bit away. So my wife will fly home the day that I fly to California to go on lash cruise. Wow. So you are juggling a lot right now. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, but I think it's one of those, it's one of those things. I'm, and don't get me wrong. If, if anyone, I don't know if anybody's, like we've got a blog on the the backstory of how we've got to this point as lash base as we are now, but this is a year in the making. And although we're all like we are all driven and passionate, and we want to build a big, huge business, this is we're a family. This is still a family business, and it's funny how you can consider everything that's business related, but the truth of it is, you do also have to take the personal and family side of it into consideration whenever you make any plans. So we, we did have to have the discussion of, can we be apart for a period of time? How, how long, how's it going to work? How are we going to do it? Um, and there are, there are sacrifices that you have to make, but so far we're, it's all working out perfectly. I'm going to touch, touch wood really now, but so far it is working perfectly. That is so good to hear. And it's like you, yeah, you're what you're doing for work, you're doing it for your family and for the lifestyle. But sometimes I think we forget that like what we're doing for work, we're doing majority of our time. So you like, it needs to be something that you love and something that exactly everyone's on board with because that is the life that you're living. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the thing. Like you can if you focus too much on work and then you you waste you, you almost miss out on the life. So we needed to find that balance between being able to enjoy now and and enjoy the experiences and everything that comes along with it, as well as the business side of it. So it all depends and, and this will be different for everybody. It all depends on the kind of person you are and, and what you want to get from life. So which is why there's never like a a cookie cutter sort of model of this is how it has to be done. It's always what what works best for you and your life. So that's what we're do, we're doing what works best for us. Um, 
And yeah, I would definitely suggest that everybody else just take a look at what they really, the priorities of life and then fit and fit them in. That's it. Yeah. So when you're home in England and it's just like a normal work week, you're not going all over the world. What does that kind of look like? How are you balancing your schedule of work versus spending time with your family? I think it's the, the short answer is structure and like boundaries and and limits and things like that. So again, that one of the, one of the things that, that me and my wife and my, and my family, that me and my wife are really good at is communicating. And I think over communicating is always better than not than under communicating. So we always will talk through everything. So we're something that nine to five, when I'm Monday to Friday at work, nine to five it is under uh, my wife understands and I understand that that is my time to put in hundred percent of my effort into building and helping lash base outside of that. If we don't have, if it's just a night where we put our little boy to bed and then we we have no plans and that's okay, then I may do some work in the evening. However, we make sure that we have at least one, but normally two evenings in the week in which we say we put our phones away and we don't have the phones in, so away from the world, if you know what I mean, and just present with. So we do that, um, and then at weekends I'll either work both days or one of the days Uh, however again it's one of those at least once a month I will make sure I have an entire weekend where I don't even consider what's going on in the lash industry and I think time goes by so quickly that that isn't hard to do just having two evenings a week and one maybe one day or one weekend a month where you switch off from work entirely I think that's probably one of the reasons why I seem like I can always be so switched on as well, because I do switch off. You just, people just don't see it. I love that. I think I want to start doing that because I feel like I'm pretty good, but I don't know how to, like, I feel like I do definitely give myself time and we do spend a lot of time with our family and our friends, but I've never like looked at it as switching completely off. Like giving. Oh, you re- you really should honestly put it put it like you would like anyone would schedule in a lash appointment for two to three hours. It's exactly the same. You need to schedule in your sw- your downtime, your time off, because otherwise, uh, what we before we put these sort of things in place, we we did it, it happens. You say right, yeah, no, I'm not going to do any work tonight, and then all of a sudden you find yourself on your phone going through some messages then you find yourself quickly because you've looked at your messages you've you've opened up a can of worms and you now need to start looking into something else and then you need to organize something else then you need to contact someone else Um, and before you know it you have spent the afternoon or evening working when you shouldn't have been and then when it comes to the next day you're not really in the right frame of mind whereas if you had that time off oh and another thing I've uh, one thing I've learned is having one evening off or one weekend off doesn't change anything if you if you make sure that you are prepared for that time off. Right. We, yeah, I definitely think scheduling it like that would help. Like I have my days off and I have days where it's like not taking clients, not doing anything, but I do let my DMs creep in <laughs> and I do, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to block like literally no 
Nobody switch can. off your notifications or log out of your work account. Yeah. Well, and you probably have, are in a similar similar situation where, like, when we go to family dinners on Sunday, I'm sure it's the same because your whole family is in the business. It's like you're talking about family things, but the business stuff always like it's so easy for it to come up because we're business partners and our family. They all have businesses they all have too, businesses. and they're in, we're all invested in each other. So. A lot of our yeah, conversations yeah. revolve around that. Uh, I must, I must admit, it is, it is one of those that that is a that is a struggle because, uh, on the other side of that, I love what I do so much that I feel like I could just talk about it and do it forever, all the time. Mm-hmm. But the 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 thing is, where our our wives are not, they're obviously they're interested, they're invested in it, but they're they're not as into it as we are. Um. It can be unfair to be sat at a table and all talking about work when they're sat there and they can't really have any input. So we do try and um, there was a this won't make any sense to you, but there was a TV advert in which this exact thing happened in in the UK. Somebody was talking about something that the other people at the table either didn't care about or did couldn't contribute to. Um, and one of the people in the TV advert puts their hand up uh, as if to say, you can't talk about this. And then that's a sign that you have to stop talking about it. So we now have, if anybody just sort of says, this is like, this is work talk. We all understand that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. We, we should just move on. And then that's when we can start talking about something else. (laughs) The, The thing I caught when you said that, that was a great input, but the thing I caught was TV advert. Like we call them commercials. So there's another one of those English words. (laughs) Uh, do you know what? I thought I, I thought I had that right. <laughs> no, but that um, there's been there have been so so many things here that we're trying to like even um, on on all of our packaging that's going to be going out and on the website. Uh, you spell things or the you you specifically the US is different to the UK as in for words like favorite or odor or which comes up when you're discussing products. Yeah. And so our boxes, they say on it, your favorite products from across the pond. But we nearly sent that to print with the incorrect spelling because when we're using our our laptops and computers, if you spell it the UK way, you don't get the red squiggly line underneath it. So you don't see that you've made a mistake. Right. Um, But yeah, we're learning. We're trying to make sure... We're trying to make sure we use the U.S. terminology because, yeah, otherwise people aren't going to understand. I like the U.K. terminology, but I get it because you're building a, you're trying to build a U.S. So you're, it's like, you're treating it as a completely, I mean, I know it's the same products and everything, but is it like a completely new business? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we've got, so in the U.K. is uh, Lash Base Limited. It's a limited company is what it is, how it's described in the U.K. Um, and we've set up a brand new business called Lash Base Inc. So Lash Base Incorporated. Um, different accounts, different different bank accounts. Um, the, the setup's completely different. It is, apart from the fact that the branding and the name are the same, uh, they are. They could. They could be two completely different businesses, um, and that's how. That's how we're running it. Mainly, there's a few. A few reasons. There's a few like reasons for regulations, and then also by doing so, this American business um, venture that we're we're going on, the venture that we started, is 
separate to Lash Face Limited, which means that, obviously, again, we don't plan on failing. If, but if everything went wrong, our UK side of the business would not be affected in any way. So this is completely standalone on its own. If it works, great. We'll have two successful businesses. If it doesn't work, then we can go back to the UK and it won't have made any difference. Yeah, that is so smart. And I feel like probably a lot of people don't think about that, like businesses in such a big sense. So I think that's good for our listeners to hear even. Yeah, I think I, I understand that if you're a lash artist or, or you don't have like multiple businesses, it's, it's probably not that relevant. But it, you never know if you, if you want to open up different salons or different like different product lines or ranges, then you need to make definitely need to make sure that you keep everything separate, which is what we've had to do. We've we've got like a holding company that uh, are in charge of lash base in the UK and lash base in the US, as well as. Um, we have a, another couple of um, like a property business, and we also have another business that's coming. But we make sure that they're all completely separate, yeah, so that well, they're independent and it's safe for us. Yeah, I think it's really like a good business move. We do the same on a smaller scale with our. We have our studio as one business, and then we have we have like a group coaching membership that's separate, and then we have our one-on-one coaching. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> This baby that never talks is trying to talk He's now. He's got a lot to say. <laughs> he, must, he must like the UK, the British accent. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? So, um, we, yeah, so it's, like we have it divided into different kind, types of businesses. We don't have different, like, we call them, what are they called? Business licenses for each aspect, yeah. but we do have a different bank account for each one. So, so we, you can keep them separate and then, I suppose that's a good way of managing it. Yeah, and then it's it's kind of organized too. We're not, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where Maddie was going to finish her thought there, but that's where I was going to finish her thought there. <laughs> okay, I know you are the social media king, and I know you talk about it all the time with, I'm sure, on every podcast you've ever been on or every time you speak at a conference. But do you have, like, one or two tips that you use that maybe you haven't shared before? Oh, trying to think. I, well, I like I like to share as much as I can. As in, I, I don't keep anything back. Um, so it's always it's a hard one to try and think of something that is a great tip that I haven't shared when asked. Um, but I think the the two main things that I always always go through my head whenever I'm doing anything or considering anything, or the reason why uh, I don't. I could, I'll be happy to stand, not say happy, I'm always a bit nervous and all that, but I'll stand on stage and do speak on stage or anything like that is because it's always, the main thing I think is like what's the worst that could happen and to not overthink anything. So if you can get yourself in a mindset of not overthinking what you're doing, you find that you can, you end up doing more. So I always make sure that I don't think too much about what I'm doing Um and a top tip for social media is it's so short, short-lived. Anything you do on social media is so short-lived. Instagram stories is 24 hours. You've got uh, in, anything you post on your feed is probably only seen by 6% of your followers. 
um, and even within within a day that, that won't be seen anyway. So Instagram is so like short lived. You shouldn't overthink and worry about if a post's going to do well or not. Um, and likewise on any of the other platforms, if if you wait until you've got the best post, or if you again if you're overthinking it too much, you'll never post anything, and that's even worse than if like. One of the things that's made me understand how to use social media platforms is by doing stuff. I will post things and things won't work. I'll, and I will do things wrong. I will say wrong things. But you'll only know if they work or don't work for you and your business if you do those things. So, yeah, I think my top tip would be just to try not to worry uh, worry about it or overthink what you're doing. That would definitely be one of my main ones. Yeah, one thing that I do to not overthink when I'm trying to come up with captions. So I write mainly all of the captions, but I have a note on my phone and anytime I think of anything, like a quote I want to talk about or like a tip I want to share, I just have this running list on my phone and it is, it's huge. So when I go to write a caption, I don't really have to think like, oh, what do I want to talk about? I just pick one of those and then I just put it up really fast and don't have to worry about it. Because you, know you have to sit there is, and- I do, I do exactly the same thing. Yeah, when you have to sit there and think about it, then it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you'll be there for like an hour before you even start typing any words. That's it, because when you're um, when you're in the industry, the like the lash industry, the beauty industry, or doing whatever it is you're doing, just naturally throughout the day, thoughts will crop up in your head about certain things. You'll do things that will that would make good posts or they're good little thoughts or good tips. If you like you said, if you just save it in your notes what it is, like the amount of times I've either put it in my notes or if I'm not in the office at the time, I'll email myself so I know that as soon as I get in the office I've got an email telling me about some good content um, from myself, then it makes it that that again just makes you not have to think about it. It is just yeah, that's a great tip. Email yourself. I'll steal, I'll steal your. I'll yeah. I'll steal your tip off of off of you and say yeah. Make notes on your phone as soon as you think of them. Yes. Where do you, I'm curious where you guys focus your marketing besides social media? Like, what's where are you focusing your marketing efforts? Well, I'll, I'll talk specifically about the US business as like we're so like heavily involved in that at the minute and the launch of it and what we're going to be doing. Uh, the Social media is huge. We, I, I enjoy using social media. The the fact is, everybody that is our like our target market, our audience, our demographic, they are social media users uh, of like specific platforms. So social media does feature heavily in it. However, the the more sort of boring side of it, we do use um, a lot of Google ads. So we do pay money for if anyone's searching on Google. Um, we do use influencers and we will be using influencers. So something, I'm not sure when this episode's going to go out, but we've got uh, a few we've been in touch with. I think we've got a list of about 20 or 30 um, that my colleague Ellen's contacting and in contact with at the moment. I think you, you guys might be one of them. Yeah, I was going to ask you about something on that email too in just a minute. <laughs> so we are on there. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be using influencers if, or micro-influencers, people that are well-known within the industry um, that have a bit of authority or tr- like trust and credibility. So we'll be using influencers. We have a – one of our aims this year is to is to be present wherever 
any lash artists are going to be. So I think when it comes to thinking of your marketing and what you can do, just to make this a little bit more relatable, if you're a lash artist wanting to get clients, for example, is try and like put yourself in the, in the client's shoes. Imagine you're the client. When you look for a new treatment or when you're looking for a new product, like where is it? Where are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? Where do you, where do you spend your time? Um, and then make sure that your business or brand is visible to those people there. So it's not specifically put all your eggs into one basket of Instagram. It'll be everything if it's offline or online. So uh, long long story short on that part of it, we will be, um, I think it's got to be around about 90% of the Lash conferences this year I'm going to be at or Lash Base is sponsoring or I'm going to be speaking at. Um, I have got in touch with a few people that do great lash related podcasts that people listen to like yourself. And, um, I've even specifically, I can't remember. I know, um, that I haven't asked everyone, but I've actually approached people and said, hi, we're, we're launching our business in the U S can I come on your podcast? Because you can't expect everybody to come to you. Yeah. So we, so I have approached people as well. So the podcast, we're going to be at all the conferences, um, Google ads, lots of social media stuff. Um, and oh, um, we've got, and, and we're doing a lot of like press related stuff. So we're contacting a lot of like the, the online blogs and, and letting them know about our story and seeing if they'd like to write a story about us. So and we've got a few of that. One, one thing you mentioned was, um, micro influencers and I feel like I yes. know definitely the value in a micro influencer but do you want to I don't know if that's like a huge topic that people in the lash industry know of. I feel like if you think of working with influencers you want to find someone with the most followers because they're gonna have the most reach but I want to hear your thoughts on why working with micro influencers works and maybe explain yeah, what a micro yeah. influencer is for everybody yeah of course so like like there's when people talk about influencers, you, you like a lot of people will automatically think of people like Kylie Jenner or the Kardashians or people with like millions of followers and, and a blue tick that that's posting pictures of them holding their magic pills that make you thin and <laughs> or make your teeth. You know, like that's what people think of when they, they say influencers. And and in a way that is it's it's somebody that you can you get in contact with. Uh, you speak with that has a, a following um, that I'll, I'll explain in the basic way. So they, someone that has a, a following that you can provide them with your product or something and they, they will talk about that. Um, and in, in, again, basic terms, they, in, they will influence their followers for you in, on behalf of your business. But micro influencers are people that don't have loads and loads of followers but they have a very specific like niche set of engaged followers uh that so instead of sending your products to one person with 200,000 followers you would send your product to 20 people with 10,000 followers that are all more specifically linked to that product that you're doing the micro influencers like smaller accounts like I'd class myself as a micro influencer of uh, like the lash industry because I've got a relatively small following. However, um, I like to think this anyway, pe people trust in 
my opinions and what I say. So if a com- as long as obviously I'm being clear with the fact that I'm advertising something, right. uh, that can that can work better than just paying someone an absolute fortune to stand there and look beautiful, showing two hundred thousand people that that aren't ever going to buy your product anyway. Yeah, in the in the sense of doing services, we've done services on people who have like a hundred thousand followers, and the return on that in like of clients coming into our studio from the post they saw from that influencer isn't as great as when we invite in a micro influencer who actually has less than 10,000 followers because they're a lot closer to their audience. And most yes, of the time yeah. it's like a little bit more local than, um, you know, those influencers that have a hundred thousand people. Those aren't all from your same area, you know? So if you're looking for someone to help you bring in clients, I would definitely say micro influencers are the way to go. Oh, definitely. If, if you're if you've got client services and you want to get people in through the doors of your salon, then you could you could speak to anybody in the local area that's got that's got a, a thousand followers that are the kind of people that could potentially be interested in your service. That's that's going to be you're going to get a far better return on your investment than someone that's got two hundred thousand followers that are the wrong people in the wrong places. Yes, totally. <laughs> Lincoln's asking you a question. No, no I think, and I I think, think like, sorry. because we're so used to thinking like 80,000, 90,000, 20,000 is so many people, but like getting your product or your service in front of even just 500 people, like that's a lot of people. Like picture a yourself in a room speaking to 500 people. <laughs> that is a ton of people. Well, that's exactly what I think. If, if just to like do some like very basic maths and stuff here, the the like the average order for us in the UK is uh, like sixty five pounds. So I don't know what that is about eighty dollars uh, per customer. But if you just think, if you if you can manage to get five hundred extra customers, that really changes things, doesn't it? That's that's and likewise, if you're if your treatment. At your service is two hundred dollars. Imagine what happens if you own if you get ten new people. So, why do you need to be advertising to like the hundred thousand that are not really going to give you any business when you could have someone that's got three three to five hundred genuinely like the potential people that you want to get business from? Yes. Oh, that is a good. That this is a golden tip. I'm glad we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of the things that we 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 do like it's always um i'm being a bit like funny here only because the talking about influencers and using micro influencers it in my head i always feel like it's it it's a little sly it's a little secretive to be using people that have influence but it really isn't that it's like so for example what we've done with the launch or we're doing with the launch of the u.s is contacted people that we already have relationships with that we like that we that I that I've personally met, um, and offering like obviously um, have you received the email yet? Yeah, you have received it. Yeah, so we're we're offering for you to try our products um, and not asking necessarily for anything in return. Right. You know what? One of the things on the email is a challenge you guys have coming up. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. And can we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on then. This will be the first, the first 
mention of it, yeah. But go for it. Okay, well, Lash Base is challenging, is going to come out with a challenge where you get on your Instagram story and share your best British accent. So, Jamie, I want to hear your best American one. Oh, no, actually, no, we can't talk about this. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, no, honestly, I, I told you I'll, I'll offend someone. What can I say in an American accent? <laughs> Hang on, I've got it ready. I'll just introduce myself. Hi, guys, my name's Jamie, and I'm from Lash Base. <laughs> oh, you sound so like you're from, like, Texas. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, in that case, can you do your best British accent? <laughs> Shoot, I shouldn't have asked this question. Maddie got a British accent? Wait, do you guys say mate or is that Australia? Yeah, we well, we say mate as well, yeah. I, I was going to say, hello, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, that, that is, that is so anybody that's listening to this now, if you want to get ahead, we're actually going to be giving away free products to the ones that uh, we find the funniest or the, the best or even the worst, to be honest. But uh, we thought it would be a good idea because it's, it's it's a fun thing to do for every anyone that's doing it. It's funny, so people will find it funny. But it will also help bring more brand awareness to Lash Base. So you can see my thinking behind it, or understand my thinking behind it. But at the same time, it, I hope it's going to be quite fun for people. I don't know if it'll be a success or not, but hopefully, even if I can just see ten people attempting a real terrible British accent, then that'll that'll be funny for us here. I'm gonna practice, and then we'll we'll get on our stories, and we'll we'll attempt it, it when it launches. But yeah, that, that's a genius. That's a genius idea because it's getting people to talk about your brand without asking them to talk about your brand. Yeah. But like they're yeah, gonna, yeah they're it. gonna they're gonna tag you and they're gonna talk about things. So it's so if, smart. If all, if all of a sudden all of the this is uh, if best case scenario if all of the US lash industry is suddenly talking in a British accent. People are going to want to know what's going on. Um, and I hope that that, yeah, that can be successful for just bringing some brand awareness to lash base. Because the thing is, you can do all of these like marketing campaigns um, and they can, they can give you traffic, but then you do have to have either like the great product at the end of it or the other bits that keep them will keep people engaged anyway. So, we're hoping to have a mixture of all of it. And this British accent thing should hopefully just be funny. Yeah, it's going to be so funny. I'm, I'm going to start practicing. Um, well, I feel like you've given us so many golden little nuggets in, well, big nuggets. I feel like so many tips. And it's, I'm so excited to, I'm so excited you guys are in the US now. And I love watching you build it. And I'm excited to keep watching your journey. I didn't realize you were going to be here for so long this year that's so exciting and we'll see you at some events so I'm excited about that too but she's just real excited I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> but where can everyone find you and keep up with you and yeah what do they need to know about the U.S. Lash Base well yeah Lash Base Inc um what we're trying to do uh, another thing I didn't mention this in what we're doing for marketing but something that just quickly as another tip for people, yeah. you, everybody really that's listened to this, you really, really need an email list and you just need to use your email list because that can be your one of your best sources of business from the current people that have given you email addresses. So um, for us at the moment, we've got lashbase.com, which is just takes you to a landing page where you can put in your email address to be notified 
the second that we go live, um, we're going to be giving out all sorts of like launch deals and prizes and games and everything. So we're trying to get as much traffic as we can to lashbase.com so that people can provide us with their email address if they're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives them the choice. So lashbase.com and also um, two places that I'm going to be using as much as I possibly can during this whole adventure is going to be obviously Instagram. So um, at lashbase underscore Jamie for me and at lashbase underscore US for our US account and TikTok. Search lashbase or lashbase underscore Jamie and yeah, you find us on TikTok. Fun. We love TikTok. Well, we're just beginners. I like watching TikToks. <laughs> uh, I can sp- I can spend hours, hours and hours. It's yeah. It's so it's just... different and so fun. But okay, so everyone, go follow. Go to the website. What was it again? Lashbase.com. Lashbase.com. Put in your email address so you can get all the updates. And thank you so much, Jamie. This was, I think, really going to be really valuable for so many people. So yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, it was so fun. So make sure you go check Jamie out at lashbase underscore Jamie on Instagram. And while you're at it, check us out at beautymavens underscore. And we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. (laughs) 